Today's video is brought to you again by a service that is truly in the world but not of it, and that is fide.email, which is everything that big tech is not. Fide.email is private, secure, and 100% Catholic. You should check it out. Visit fide.email. That's the website, not .com, but .email, and see for yourself. That's fide, F-I-D-E-I, -E the Latin word for faith. We're in a bizarre period of church history where those who defend the faith are accused of being schismatics, while those who are actually in schism are feeded by Rome, given access to the most important altars of the church, to offer their, at best, illicit liturgies, while the prelates of the church pretend that there is more unity with those who reject some aspects of the faith, including the most basic questions of the earthly nature of church, of the church and the nature of our blessed Lord himself, then there are with those who profess the faith and want that same faith undiluted that our forebears had. This confusion is diabolical in nature, to say the least, and is a sign that a deep sickness has taken hold of the church. The modernists have always prized ecumenical dialogue far more than they have ever valued unity of faith within the church itself, unless it is, of course, a unity and submission to the mission of the modernists. And the reason they do that is because ecumenical dialogue, of course, undermines the actual faith. A few days ago, Francis hosted another schismatic group in the Vatican and scandalously allowed them to offer their illicit liturgies on the altars of the Vatican itself, while in the same week lecturing those of us who want the same faith as the doctors of the church about our backwardsness and rigidity. The rot in Rome is becoming obvious enough for even the most casual of observers to notice. Now, let's remind ourselves of something uncomfortable. The doctors of the church warned the faithful not to follow schismatics. They were very clear on this issue. I'll give you one quote here from St. Ignatius of Antioch on the danger of following schismatics. This comes from his letter to the Philadelphians, which I have recorded on this channel probably three years ago now. Here's what the doctor of the church has to say. Quote, Do not err, my brethren, if anyone follow a schismatic. He will not inherit the kingdom of God. If any man walk with a strange doctrine, he cannot lie down with the passion. Take care, then, to use one Eucharist, so that whatever you do, you do according to God. For there is one flesh of our Lord Jesus Christ, and one cup in the union of his blood, one altar, as there is one bishop with the presbytery, and my fellow servants, the deacons. End quote. Pretty simple. Do not follow schismatics, who are to be part of the union of the church. This shouldn't be complicated stuff, nor cause for consternation, but in our time, people want to talk about the phantom unity of sacraments or profession of faith or whatnot, but I assure you that the doctors of the church would have been scandalized by this story as well as by that story of the Anglicans offering their pseudo-mass in the Vatican a few weeks ago. So brace yourselves if you haven't been paying attention. Headline from LifeSite News. Pope Francis hosts Coptic Patriarch of Vatican, approves schismatic liturgy in papal basilica. Coptic Patriarch Tawadros II joined Pope Francis in giving a blessing to crowds in St. Peter's Square after the weekly audience. Look, I'm perfectly happy in calling him Patriarch Tawadros II, but even LifeSite here calls him Pope Tawadros II in the article, and while he may be the Pope of a schismatic group, I won't refer to anyone who isn't the successor of Peter as Pope, unless I'm quoting someone else doing it. I'm reminded of how many years ago a modernist I knew once cheerfully remarked to me that there were four popes, count them, four at the same time. Benedict, Francis, Tawadros, and 
some other head of a, another schismatic group that I can't remember right now. And even then, when I wasn't paying that much attention to the crisis in the church, given that it was before Amoris Laetitia, and while all, a lot of us could just sort of lie to ourselves at that point that things weren't that bad, even then it struck me that you had to be pretty lukewarm and a universalist to give that kind of validity to these kinds of ecclesial communities that don't offer salvation. Now I'll let LifeSite give us the essential details of their, of their little, their little get-together here. Quote, The head of the Coptic Orthodox Church, Pope Tawadros II, joined Pope Francis in leading the general audience at the Vatican today as part of an ecumenical visit this week, during which he will also offer a liturgy in the Papal Archbasilica of St. John Lateran. From May 9th through the 14th, Tawadros II of Alexandria is making a visit to Rome, which is particularly marked by historic meetings with Pope Francis. On May 10th, the Patriarch of the Coptic Orthodox Church made history by making an address at the weekly general audience which Pope Francis holds at the Vatican. He joined Francis on the platform in St. Peter's Square, where two seats were positioned, such that they might jointly speak to the crowds in the square. Addressing Pope Francis as, Beloved Brother His Holiness, Pope Francis, Tawadro said, Christ is risen, he is truly risen. It is believed to be the first address by a non-Catholic church leader at the papal audience. Tawadros's visit marks 10 years since he was welcomed by Pope Francis to the Vatican in 2013, a day which he suggested the two leaders annually mark as one of Coptic Catholic friendship. Despite the differences in our roots and affiliations, said Tawadros, we are united by the love of Christ who dwells within us and the host of our apostolic fathers and saints which surround and guide us. In response, Francis thanked the Coptic Patriarch for accepting the invitation to make a visit to Rome, saying, I pray that the light of the Holy Spirit will illuminate your visit to Rome, the important meetings you will have here, and especially our personal conversations. I sincerely thank you for your commitment to the growing friendship between the Coptic Orthodox Church and the Catholic Church, said Francis, who did not deliver his customary catechetical address. Continuing, Francis called for an increased, quote, communion between Roman Catholics and Coptics, asking all of those present at the audience, quote, to pray to God to bless Pope Tawadros's visit to Rome and to protect the entire Coptic Orthodox Church. May this bring us closer, more swiftly, to the blessed day when we will be one in Christ. At the close of this audience, Francis and Tawadros blessed the crowd, with Francis doing so first, followed by Tawadros. End quote. This isn't exactly a small deal to be ignored. It's the first time in history this has happened. One of the signs of rot in the church immediately after Vatican II was a declaration from Rome prohibiting quote-unquote proselytizing the followers of Tawadros. Why? Because of apostolic succession and valid sacraments, despite this being not only a schismatic group, but also heretical. At the Council of Chalcedon in 451, the Coptic Church rejected a dogma of the faith and went into schism. That's going more into schism. <laughs> rejected a dogma of the faith. They're not only schismatics, but they're also heretics. From this article, quote, The Council of Chalcedon in 451, the Coptic Church had rejected the pronouncement on Christ as having a divine and human nature. They accepted Christ as having only one true nature, the nature of the incarnate word which united the human and divine nature, quote, without mingling, without confusion, and without alteration. Roman Catholics profess the human and divine nature as both distinct from one another, but are, of course, united in the hypostatic union, end quote. And this is a pretty complicated issue here that I'm not going to bother 
going into more details about, but it's not a small deal to be brushed aside either. The only upside to the story is that the Coptic laity are upset with Tawadros, viewing him the way most of us view Francis, which actually makes sense here. They fear that their patriarch is being too ecumenical and is going to hand their ecclesial community over to Rome. What they fail to realize is that even if he were to do that, Francis, and frankly any of the Vatican II popes, would refuse, wishing them to be the best Coptics they can be instead of coming home to Rome. That's been the consistent message from Rome for decades, while also paying lip service about the desire to end various schisms. This schism being perhaps the oldest of all schisms. Now, I'll close this with one more word of warning from a, from one of the doctors of the church, from St. Augustine. He's actually one of the original doctors of the church. Quote, There's nothing more serious than the sacrilegious schism, because there is no cause, no just cause, for severing the unity of the church. End quote. Real schism is a serious sin. We are not talking here about priests and laity within the church resisting likely heresies committed and promoted by the highest-ranking prelates in the church, nor are we talking about the faithful who resist men in authority who have committed evil deeds or helped sweep evil deeds quietly away while demanding you listen to and submit to their authority on matters of morality. This is something more fundamental. For all I know, Tawadros is really orthodox, so to speak, on matters of morality. That's not the problem here. The Coptic ecclesial community rejected the dogmatic teaching about the nature of Christ. It went to schism over that matter of dogma. That is heresy, and one of the nastier heresies in history, given that it undermines the sacrificial nature of Christ's passion, and they are given permission to offer their liturgy in the most sacred altars in the church, while Francis slaps around the faithful who want the integrity of the Catholic faith defended against heresies. We truly live in despicable times. But I'm curious what you thought about this. Is this no big deal, is it, or is this worse than the Anglican story from a couple of weeks ago? Is this made okay because Francis said some stuff about eventually all being one again? Well, let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help. As does sharing this on social media, that helps too. So always pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.